Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I am your host, Amy Atsitu, and today I am going to talk about one of the most interesting politician and former slave who fought for his own freedom and other black people as well. I read about a lot of politicians to do research for my history project, but there's one politician that I found very, very interesting. His bravery got my attention, so I decided to make a podcast on him. The politician that I found interesting is none other than Robert Smalls. Smalls was born on the 5th of April in 1839 at 511 Prince Street, Beaufort, South Carolina. He was born into slavery And his mother, Lydia Polite, was the slave owned by Henry Mackney, who is rumored to be Small's surrogate father. His mom taught him religious values, self-esteem, and hope for eventual freedom. She also showed him the horror of slavery and the make him witness the whippings of the field hands which were a frequent occurrence. His rumored father, Henry Mackney, taught him valuable life skills. He was a strong youth who refused to accept the plight of slavery, so he always ended up in Beaufort jail. His mother was worried about his safety, so she sent him to Charleston to work as a laborer at the age of 12. He worked as a waiter at the hotel and later ended up working at Charleston Harbor. In 1856, he married Hannah Jones, who's another enslaved woman who worked at the hotel. Elizabeth and Robert Jr. were their two children born after they moved in together. Smalls tried to purchase his new family's freedom with savings. But sadly, Henry's owner insisted on receiving $800 in exchange for her freedom. It would have taken Robert years to save up enough money. And he knew that he couldn't save that much money in a, a year. So he realized that as long as he and his families were in shackles, they could not be starting off a future together. There was a time when Smalls assured his wife they would be freed from slavery together. Robert Smalls was a slave and the crew member of the ship Planter, which was sailing in Charleston Harbor when the Silver War broke out in 1861. Smalls found himself flying on the ship, which the ship's owner had leased to the Confederate Army as a support. The Confederate state had emerged victorious from multiple battles, and it appeared that the goal of establishing an independent republic 
of slaveholders may be accomplished by early 1862. Robert Smalls chose to learn the truth right away. He thought of a way to set his family and himself free. The white crewmen of the planter went ashore in Charleston on the evening of May 12, 1862, leaving Smalls and the enslaved crewmates alone. In order to pick up their waiting family members, Smalls and the other freedom seekers fired at the ship's boilers at three in the morning. The sixteenth slave then made their way past Fort Sumter and Fort Moultrie's Confederate defenses. As they sped past the gullible rebels, Smalls, who was a pilot, knew the appropriate appropriate signals to send, and even wore a captain's hat to help conceal his identity. After Smalls sails the party to the naval blockade squadron, he gave the U.S. naval control of the planter. The family of Robert Smalls. Were like finally free. Smalls and his crew were feted by the people of the North. As a price, Congress gave them half the value of the planter. Smalls traveled to Washington to meet with President Abraham Lincoln, where he assisted Lincoln in convincing Lincoln to allow black men to serve in the Union Army. Soon after the meeting, Secretary of War Edwin Stanton ordered the recruitment of five thousand former slaves to fight for the Union. Smalls later became the pilot of a Union ship, the USS Crusader, and then the captain of the Planter. He was the first ever black man to be promoted to captain, despite. Never having served as a commissioned officer, Smalls was granted a pension equal to that of a navy captain by an act of Congress in eighteen ninety seven. After the war, he went back to Beaufort and bought Henry Magny House with his savings while he was working. As the Navy captain, beginning with the 1868 Constitutional Convention and progressing to become a slate legislator, Smalls was actively involved in South Carolina politics during Reconstruction. The state's first public education system was formed and promoted by him, and this was his greatest accomplishment. Following his election to five terms in Congress, Smalls successfully secured a naval facility for his state. In 1895, he bravely opposed Benjamin R. Tillman's efforts to deny Black Carolinians the right to vote at the Constitutional Convention. During Reconstruction. The first African Baptist church in Beaufort, one of the city's several historical black churches, 
invention as the head of social and political life. He was also a member of this church. Previously, enslaved people bought and constructed homes all over downtown Beaufort, and the city came to represent the accomplishments of reconstruction policies pertaining to land ownership, education, and political engagement. Robert Smalls died of malaria and diabetes in 1950. The last two ships named after the Confederacy have finally been removed by the U.S. Navy, and one of them has been renamed in honor of Robert Smalls. His bravery, commitment to his family and his people really, really impressed me. He not only freed himself. But his family and even other people who he met on the crew as well. From my podcast, I hope all of you learned something about Robert Smore from the history. Thank you, and I'll see you in my next podcast. And your host, Amy Sidhu.